Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece with Samantha Tradilius on this, once again, rainy Bay Area day. Um, we need the rain now. I know. I don't want to hear one more word about drought. I'm done. No more drought. Um, especially after this coming week, I like that just, that needs to leave the conversation. Here's the part that I don't understand about the weather is that we don't have any rain for months on end. And then all of a sudden it's like a fire hose, you know, if we could just stagger it out a little bit, I think we'd all be a little bit more appreciative. Otherwise we're just all really kind of over it at this point. Um, I agree. I don't, I don't need it all at once. That is true. Um, but what I do need is some inspiration from amazing women entrepreneurs who are doing such cool things. And we have another one with us today. And I'm super excited that Jazzy Mandahar is here with us. How are you, girl? Hi, guys. Hi, ladies. And you're you're coming to us from Queens, where it's also raining, on, although no bomb cyclone in Queens, just yeah. rain. Yes, thank God that cold. Yeah, well, you're you're an underachiever. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but you uh, you are a fashion designer, yes, so you've got you've got your fashion design piece, but you also started a really cool company around silk and all things silk uh, with a passion for natural beauty and healthy silk. I'll be honest with you, I didn't know there was healthy silk and unhealthy silk. Clearly, there is. Uh, and I need an education on that. So, um, thank you. Hi, Jazzy. Thank you for being here. Give us a, give us a little background. How did you, how did you start into the fashion design world and, uh, and then get into that specialization of silks? Oh, so, um, actually like my mom, my grandma, we all grew up sewing and things like that. So I think it was just in my blood to sew and create dresses and things like that. And yeah, I'm excited to be here with you girls. How did I get into this silk business? I was actually looking for a silk pillowcase a couple of years ago. Um, what ended up happening was I ordered from one place and I paid $100 for a silk pillowcase. The product I got, I could tell it was not natural silk. And then I ordered another product for almost $300, got the same exact thing. No, come on. Huh. Yep. And then I got another product that was like $50, exactly the same thing, totally different price point. And I was just confused. Why am I getting this product when I'm trying to order silk? And it's labeled 100% silk. Mm -hmm. So my mom happened to be in India. I called her up. I said, hey, mom, get some silk, bring it over. Also some pillowcases, just personal reasons. And I did that for a few years and decided to start a business because we all deserve this natural silk. So yeah. you you found this market need for really authentic products that the everyday consumer was not getting. How did you, I mean, you have the skill set. I do not. I'm layman. How, if I order a silk pillowcase, how do I know? You said that you knew it was not 100% real, that synthetic. How do I know that? Well, I actually made these little pamphlets that everyday people can't, you don't have to be a fashion designer to see if it's real silk or not. Very simple. Turn it inside out. If the fabric on the outside is shinier than the fabric on the inside of your silk pillowcase, unfortunately, a silk worm, it doesn't produce silk that way, where one side is different than the other. So you just flip it inside out. If it doesn't look the same, it's not. Oh, so 
That's brilliant. And I'm pretty yeah. sure I have a silk pillowcase upstairs and I'm pretty sure it's not shiny on the inside. I'm pretty yeah. sure I bought it for you too. I think you did. <laughs> oh no, I'll send your girl some pillowcases and some products so you could just check it out. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of the silk. Well, what I thought was silk pillowcase. Explain the benefits to our listeners about why silk is important when you, you know, whether you're wearing it, you're sleeping on it, using it. What's the uh, the benefit? Um, I geek out when I talk about this. My favorite thing to talk about. Go girl, geek away. Yes, silk is kind of like gold. So, you know, as the price of money goes up, so does silk. It's a rare and element. It's a real element. It's made from silkworms. The best part of silk is, um, natural silk is, it's thermal regulating. What does that mean? Big word, simple meaning. It just means if you're hot, if your skin is hot and you're wearing silk, the fibers open up and cool you down. Same thing. If you're really cold and you're wearing silk, the fibers close up, keeping you warm. So it's like the best sleep you'll ever have. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Okay. I had no idea. That is very beneficial. Why I said I'm a beauty lover, health lover, natural lover. Why is that so beneficial? Before I go to bed, I have a routine. I apply serum, moisturizer, all these things and if i'm going to sleep on a cotton pillowcase i'm wiping off all those products Mm -hmm. i'm going to sleep on a real silk pillowcase the fabric will adhere to my skin's temperature keeping my skin healthy and then my pores will open up because they're not clogged with sweat and they're not too closed and they're not too cold and clenched my pores will open up giving me better results from those products that i just applied Huh. Interesting. Isn't and your that- hair too. I noticed too with like hair when you ha- like, cause I will curl my hair and go to bed or have, you know, want curly hair. I noticed that when I did switch over to again, what I thought was a silk pillow, uh, a hybrid moment. Um, <laughs> I did notice that like my hair would stay curlier and not get all like smushed as it would yeah. on another pillow. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's a great thing to mention. Um, it prevents your hair from frizzing, it keeps it smooth, and it also prevents premature hair breakage. So keeping more hair on your head and premature wrinkles, it prevents that as well. The benefits in the beauty industry with silk are just endless. All these things we do to prevent hair loss, wrinkles, you just get from a natural product. And that's why when I was paying so much money for a product and not getting quality it infuriated me it did not make me feel good that for me your everyday girl for something so luxurious to be available to me had to be washed down I Mm -hmm. hated that so I was like I'm gonna be the competition I'm gonna bring real to everyday people so I'm gonna ask the non-politically correct question because that's what I do um (laughs) Silk made from silkworms. This is not like silkworms pooping out this shit, right? Like, how? How does? What do you? Want what is it get, really? Do you want me to get scientific? Because I want to. I want a little low key scientific. Okay. I don't want to be sleeping on silk poop. So what? What is a silkworm? A silkworm excretes two fibers from 
this is so nerdy, under its jaw, and those two fibers form a cylinder hardening. It takes oh, so it doesn't come out of its ass. It does no, not come out of its butt. <laughs> but the reason the silkworm does excrete this fiber is so it could whip up a cocoon, live in it, grow into a butterfly in it, and then when it's grown, it comes out of it. And that keeps the cocoon, the silk cocoon, is the silkworm shelter from hard environments, cold temperatures, rain, so many things. So just imagine you're in a little cocoon. So instead, we get to be in a silk cocoon and we get to come out as a butterfly the next morning. Good morning, butterflies. Yes. So I'm going to ask the, dumb, the next dumb question. Like, how many silkworms does it take to make a pillow, like a, a pillowcase? Actually, it takes like... I can't, I don't really know how many silkworms, but it takes, so each silkworm, that cocoon would be one fiber and it takes hundreds of fibers to make one thread. But that thread is then woven with yards and yards of thread to make a square piece of fabric. So mm -hmm. lots and lots of silkworms. <laughs> lots of silkworms. And this is a total like, humane process like they're doing their natural thing you know yeah. you're not you're not forcing them to do something outside of their normal activity it's a normal process um the factory i get my silk from it was actually it's from south india it's an old old factory that's passed down family to family and their ancestors actually were part of the silk trade so they sent silk to the queen of england England. They sent silk to royals. So um, it takes lots of silk. Mm -hmm. And yeah, also a lot of times the silk, the butterfly is not harmed. Sometimes they let the butterfly break through and come out. And sometimes they dip it into a hot water. So there's different ways to get around it. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah. interesting. Wait, they so, uh, wait, they dip the, the butterfly in hot water? Sorry, sorry, the cocoon. The cocoon. The oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. They do I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was wrong. Um, if the butterfly cannot come out of the cocoon, they dip it in hot water or the butterfly. Oh, is and that lets it out. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, okay. Now <laughs> I like it. I like it. So now let's talk about, you know, just your, you had this idea, you found a hole in the market, which is again, a story we love to tell about women because that's what we do, right? We don't, there's, there, we want something, it's not there. So let's and make it, don't right? settle for average. We go get the best, which is the best part of being a lady. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. So let's talk about, you know, your, I, as we were chatting before we started, like there's a sewing machine behind you, you know, viewers, you can't, uh, or listeners, you can't see, um, but you're actually making the product. Um, are you making all the products or just a, a handful of the products? I mean, and what's that? How's that dynamic? Um, actually, it's a lot of fun for me. I can sit here on my sewing machine for like 48 hours and just keep sewing. Um, the silk pillowcases and eye masks, I would like to put everything in production and bring it over, sell it. It's more affordable for everyday people to get it that way if I'm sitting there sewing it. Um, but right now I'm sewing silk hair ties at home. I'm sewing silk face towels, which a lot of people haven't heard about silk towels. I didn't even know you could do a silk towel. Like, yeah. I, I, just, like it. does it absorb? Like, how does it, I don't, how does that work? 
Um, so I actually have a little sample. I'll, I'll show you girls. Um, one, you can't wash your silk because it'll damage the silk in water. Um, but which seems can... like a problem for a towel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But when you're using silk, it doesn't absorb water. So if you're using it on your oh. skin, it's like a beauty treatment. Mm -hmm. So you're putting moisture into your skin. It's I like, like that. that you have at home. Yeah. This is the little silk towel. So it's pretty, really cool. And you feel the results instantly. You wash your face. You pat dry your face with the silk side. And uh -huh. because it's silk, it doesn't absorb water. It's pushing that moisture into your clean, open pores. Unlike cotton, which is sucking water out of our skin. Nobody wants that and other products which take moisture out of our skin. And we want to be dry, but we don't want our skin to be dehydrated. I'm probably the queen of that, to be honest, the dehydration. Think, yeah, I think yeah. everyone needs one of those. That should be on everyone's like must have list. Um, so <laughs> what is the thing that you've learned in starting you know, this business? What is one of those things that you had no idea that if you knew then what you know now kind of moments? Um, you know, what was one of the things that was like really surprising about opening up a business? Uh, actually, one of my favorite things is attending events, meeting women like you on podcasts because you learn so much from other people. So that's one of my favorite things. And I wasn't expecting such a supportive community mm -hmm. in the entrepreneur world. Um, so that's one of my favorite things. One of the things I find challenging and I kind of got to talk to other women about it and they've kind of helped me with this. Um, I would have surveyed my consumers before putting products into production because right now everything that's being sold, I'm sewing and the things put into production are sitting there. So it's just a balance of, I wish I asked people what they wanted mm -hmm. before I started instead of saying, Hey, you need this, come get it. <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting lesson because as entrepreneurs, we, we know what they should want. We know yeah. what they can benefit from. Um, but you're right. Some, I do think sometimes we forget the what we know they need isn't necessarily what they think they need. They'll figure it out eventually. Don't get me wrong. But um, to start off, sometimes that can be uh, that can be a little challenging. So the focus group, that's that's a good call. Well, we just chatted uh, a couple of days ago with another gal who has a store. And one of the things that she found challenging was the the buying. You know, when you go to market and you buy and not knowing, you know, if you buy too much, then obviously the product's going to sit there. And it's kind of the same. It, it, you don't really, I mean, it's, it's one of those things I think you definitely live and learn. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of having that growing pain too with, you know, the production versus the on demand. Like they call it on demand. Is that what they call it? Make on demand or ready on? De I forget when you're making it as it's ordered versus mass producing. I forget what it's called, but you understand what I'm saying. It's it's yeah. one of those things that's it's it's an interesting and I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, it, it's 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 I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. Yeah, um, I am fortunate where if I hold on to these pillowcases, they'll still sell because the value of silk does not go down it only goes up as our economy goes up mm -hmm. so that's a little plus and also um like you lady said 
people will learn and they'll come once they know and they trust it. So it's just, the, just learning to be patient. Yeah. Uh, question, question for my own personal benefit. Do you make the pillowcases in king size? Everyone asks. I sew them at home for king size. Yes. Okay. Just, you know, yes. checking okay. for my, for my own knowledge. Um, but be even beyond the products on your website, uh, you also do other design. You're a fashion designer by training. So you also do a whole lot of other stuff on that sewing machine back there. Tell yeah. us a little bit about other other jazzy uh, initiatives you have going on. So my goals are big. They're not small. Good. Ladies, we come in with the biggest goals. And I don't want to just be a fashion designer. I want to be a fashion house, kind of like Ralph Lauren, where they have a couture line. They have a line of available to everyday consumers they have home stuff they have beauty perfume everything um my goal is to just sit home and sew dresses all day long beautiful gowns things like that and then this would be actually my first house my mm -hmm. first silk house and um right that's now, really cool i like yeah, it it's all silk products but then Next year, I'm looking into getting into A-line silk dresses where people send me their measurements and I make it online, but more couture. So I'm bringing couture accessibility to women as well. We all need that. Now, you you get your silk from India, correct? Yes, I do. So I got to tell you, like, sometimes I go to Trader Joe's and can't find a dozen eggs. So how does the supply chain work when you're getting silk from India when I can't find sour cream at Safeway? Like, how hard is that for you? It was impossible. So I knew this product existed because my mom's wedding dress was made from this exact type of silk. Um, so I went to India in 2020 for a wedding right before the pandemic. Which oh, good scary. timing. Excellent. Yeah, horrible. Landed in January, had to come back, scared. I was, I didn't know what COVID was back then. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're in India, you sorry, this, I don't know if this is rude. You don't get a lot of honesty. Mm -hmm. You call up the shop and you're like, Hey, do you have mulberry silk they say yes you travel miles you go look it's not what I'm looking for everyone says yes and you keep looking you keep looking so I actually was in India for a while I was in the city part of India I was in the west part the north part the south part um, right before I was due to come back a day before my flight back home I found some silk and I decided to take a flight all the way down south to India and I spent the whole day with them I walked their factories, I checked their silk, I spoke to them all day long, and I knew I could trust them and get the quality silk I wanted. And they had really reasonable prices, the same prices the fake silk is sold for. Wow. So you you really personally sourced this? I personally sourced it. Everything is also original design. It's all my tech packs. They're all under my name. So a lot of the designs, um, you can't just buy overseas. I think it's called drop ship. It, you can't yeah. buy it like that. It's so it's all tech packed, made for made with a purpose. So how hard is it to get the silk? I, I mean, like how hard was it to get the silk during COVID? And how hard is it now? Like you're buying from one. This sounds like a family operation. Mm -hmm. 
So, like, I mean, is that a, are there supply chain issues in Indian silk? Um, no, the getting the silk is now is a lot easier than it was during COVID. Um, I just reach out to them, tell them what I want, and I get it. If I'm putting things into production, it's very convenient for me to fly over there, talk to them, which I actually feel more comfortable doing, um, just so I could direct quality into my products i think that's the first time i've ever heard anybody say that um flying to india is convenient um <laughs> i would do anything for my business and my products it's not just something i want to sell it's something i'm so passionate about so if they don't have it right it's easier for me to fly over there than to get something wrong fight with them send it back it's just i whatever. love that i also think it's really interesting that there's so much, you know, um, black market or, you know, faux silk out there, even in a market where, you know, you're there boots on the ground, like calling up, like you're not just here in the States. I mean, you're there and they're still trying to pull a fast one on you. Is that because, I mean, obviously the consumer doesn't know what the consumer doesn't know. And I'm assuming exactly. that that's a worldwide issue. Yeah. It, it, you said it so perfectly. We don't know what we don't know. And if someone tells you, that's how you get educated. Mm -hmm. um, if everyone's talking about it. That's how you get educated. My best friend and I actually called the other silk. We call it GMO silk. I love that. It's true. It makes yeah. sense. Because <laughs> when it's coated with that extra whatever it could be I don't know it's not even listed in the ingredients of the pillowcase whatever it may be the silk doesn't move the same it doesn't open and close it doesn't protect your hair and skin the same so it's just you lose so many benefits when it's not do you think you got some of the bullshit because you're a woman uh no no they just they give everybody the same bullshit yeah equal uh, equal opportunity <laughs> fake salespeople. Yep. No, it's just they just want they just want the sale and they think you're not smart. But um, I got fortunate. I went to school for fashion. So I was educated on how to look for silk. This was a part of our criteria to learn about fibers, natural fibers, how they smell, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really blessed to have went to that class. <laughs> no, it's great. Now, did you study here in the States or were you raised here? Yeah. Born and raised in Queens, New York. I love it. But your family is from India. Like yeah. they're all your except. So when you get to go, you get to go and see your people, which is yeah. great. Yeah. So one, you get to go see your people. Two, there's lots of fun areas in India and also around there, the island. So you get a vacation, you get family time, and you also get um business. Mm -hmm. So here's a question. Um, what is the Indian culture like when it comes to women in business? Are the is is I don't know much about oh, it as far question. as you know, are are they you know pushing women forward in different business pursuits or what is that all about? I can't speak for what's going on in India. Um I think of myself as a New Yorker. But just like the culture in general, because I don't know much about it. I mean, not that you know, here, there, anywhere, but just in general, like are they are women pushed forward? Um, in my experience, yes, they are. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad, my father, they grew up with their own businesses. So they always push us to do our own thing. And like I mentioned before, meeting other people, I've actually met a lot. I made a lot more friends in the 
Indian community once I started my business. Mm -hmm. And they're also entrepreneurs. They're also life coaches. So it's been such a fun journey hearing from other women, Indian women. Um, what I hear from them is they're pushed forward. Mm -hmm. No, it's so we have a good community of um, Indian, you know, focus here in the Bay Area. And, they, you know, oh. it's an amazing community. Um, yeah. But I just don't know about what it's like, you know, in the actual country itself with with women. I think that's such an interesting, you know, you see on TV, but you just don't know. I've never been there. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if I could say too much about because I don't know either. Um, but a lot of the women I do business, there's women in India I do business with. So they're also running these factories. That's awesome. Um, but it is the city. So it is a bigger town. I'm sure smaller towns are different. Outside of the fact that we are going to shout about you from the rooftops to everybody we know and everybody who follows us, you started your business now just uh, uh, three-ish years ago. Like you're coming up on three years, right? Yep. How how are you driving traffic to your site or where are you getting your customers or are you doing, are you selling into retail? How, how are you growing that business? Uh, so actually the idea started in 2020. I didn't get my products till the end of 2020. Me. All so right. So you're a couple of years in. Yeah. Um, wait, could you ask me the question again? <laughs> How are you driving traffic? Is it mostly from your website? Are you selling into retail? Are you doing pop-ups? What are you what are you doing to to get your name out there? I'm mostly doing trade shows. I'm doing beauty and uh aesthetic spa trade shows because this does benefit the skin. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I'm going to focus on just the new business plan for 2023 would be to talk to more everyday people to spread the message instead of being the only person writing so hard for myself. So I think I've shifted my mindset to no longer sell these products, get new ones and make more sell those. I've kind of shifted my mindset to, hey, look, I have such a beautiful product. Let's educate people. Let's talk. So this year, my goal is to educate people about what silk is and how it could benefit them. Yeah, because <laughs> I think that part is, is what really sets you aside, you know, from every other retailer out there that's selling their fake 100% half-assed half silk but I mean to be able to say listen flip this look this is not real I mean so easy. That, is, that is your story and and that is I think what I mean your price points are the same as these other places that are selling the craft the, so the GMO silk, the GMO silk. <laughs> <laughs> my, my new favorite phrase <laughs> yeah, anything that's not natural, just put GMO in front of it. <laughs> so here's a question too, for a lot of women that are like starting businesses or dipping their toe into entrepreneurship. So how are you getting in front of these, you know, spas and different things? Are you picking up the phone and, and making phone calls? Are you walking into spas and saying, here, you guys need to know about this? Like, how's that? What's that like? I'm lucky to be in New York. The city's not far from me. Mostly just walking the street, walking to boutiques, spas, and hair salons. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't want my silk just to be for women. I want it to be for men too, because men care about this stuff as well. Um, so right now, it's just, it's a wild journey because mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what works. Mm -hmm. And I don't have an answer for you because I'm just trying everything, everything, everything. Well, a couple of years in, it's hard to know what yeah. works. But the <laughs> fact that you're just kind of, uh, you know, 
swing it at every pitch. Doesn't matter if it's in front of you, high, low, behind you, you're going to take a swing. Eventually we figure out which ones stick. So good for you. So here's the thing that's going to drive you and propel you. It's your passion and how passionate you are about what you're doing. And we can hear that in your voice. I can see it when you speak about what you're doing. That is something I think that is really going to be able to drive you forward because owning a business as you are learning is hard work. It is not easy. It's, you know, it's a grind. It's, it's scary. It's complicated. It's all the things all at once. Um, (laughs) Incredible highs, incredible lows. And I don't remember one of our guests had said, it's like just like running and falling every single day and like getting up and shaking your hair and and starting again. But that's what it's about this journey. And Jazzy, I'm so honored to be able to speak with you today about, you know, what you're doing and learn about silk. I mean, my God, I am taking away so much great knowledge. Where can our listeners find you? What is your website? Um, it's very simple, jmsilks.com. Or you could type the whole name, jaskurtmandaharsilks.com. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We will absolutely put that in our show notes. We are so um, grateful to have this conversation with you. Everybody out there this week, Do something great and be inspired.